guest will love this bit of audio that I'm about to play. Julian Hill uh, will be my guest on the program in just a couple of moments. We'll chew the fat and uh, try and tear down the Prime Minister as we like to do, but this was funny. It's probably out of date considering, um, yes, the rare Scott Morrison made an appearance yesterday. New from the BBC comes a documentary series exploring the life cycle of one of Australia's rarest and most hard-to-find creatures, the elusive Scott Morrison. Emerging from under his hill only on the rare occasion to hunt for a Jenny to blame, the Scomo can most often be found scrounging for food in a local Bunnings car park. With a native habitat that stretches all the way from Cronulla to Engadine, the Scomo has also been introduced to other non-native environments, like the football stadiums of Melbourne where it's considered a pest. Facing the ever-growing threat of extinction from competitors within his own pack, there have been recent attempts to bolster the number of Australian Prime Ministers by placing a prayer room in his habitat to encourage mating. Easily recognised by his bright blue shark's plumage and a brown streak running down his legs, the native Skoma has not yet evolved an opposable thumb and is not even able to complete a task as simple as holding a hose. A skittish and easily scared creature, the Skomo has been known to flee for hundreds of miles, sometimes reaching as far away as Hawaii after running away from a threat. Catch all this and more in the new documentary series, Australia's Most Endangered Politicians. Yeah, uh, Julian Hill, good morning. Morning, Marcus. How are you? All right. Have you seen that? You've no doubt heard it already. I, I may. I have to admit, I may have posted it on my Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> anyway, look. It's uh, you know, if your mob win government, you'll be up for the same scrutiny. Um, you know, it's not personal. It's just well, it's politics. Uh, look, let's have a look here. The vaccine rollout, 300,000 extra jabs being sent to southwestern Sydney, as we know. Uh, the Prime Minister yesterday, uh, when he finally popped his head above the paraffin, did say that, oh, come on, calm the farm. We're only two months behind our schedule. It's not my fault. It's astounding. We're still running last in the developed world. Australians are vulnerable. We're exposed to mass disease and death. Uh, we're running about a hundredth in the entire world. There's no excuse. Um, doesn't matter how many doses we move from, you know, one place to another. The fact is, we don't have enough vaccine because they failed last year to put the orders in place, and we don't have a choice in vaccines like the rest of the world. Uh, but the prime minister, he went into hiding, as you said, he was hiding under the doona. Who knows where he was for six days, failing to take responsibility. But he now sends out a military dude in uniform to try and distract from his own failure. But even if you forgave the supply problem, yeah. even if you said, oh, well, well, you know, you made a mistake, you cannot forgive the fact we have no distribution strategy for over a year. We're now talking about Bunnings being the answer. We're going to get jabs at Bunnings. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, I'm seeing a story this morning. Healthcare students who are not fully vaccinated from COVID-19 are banned from undertaking clinic placements in hospitals and other facilities in a snap decision that's leaving students worried and confused. After years of study to be a doctor, Kate's fears it could all go out the window due to a snap COVID decision. That's the problem. Everything is being done on the run here. There's been very little planning. 
Well, they're making it up as they go along. And all these daily announcements about Bunnings and industry leaders, and we're going to vaccinate this and we'll move 100,000 vaccinations to this suburb, it's to cover up the fact that there is no plan. A few days ago, he said, oh, well, I've now got a plan to develop a four-phase plan, Mm. but there's no timelines and targets. We're at the first dot point of that plan, which is vaccinate everyone. But, you know, people have been saying for a long time, oh, Scotty from marketing, it's it's a funny joke. You know, it is funny some days, but not when things are serious. This is what happens. You know, he actually has no targets, and yet when it suits him, he pops up in the media and says, we're hitting our targets. Yeah. Well, I mean, for people in southwestern Sydney, not just southwestern Sydney, in fact, the entire city, uh, the largest city in the nation, to be in lockdown for three weeks at a billion dollars a week, the economic damage, unfortunately, for some will be just too much. We'll see more businesses go to the wall. Uh, there's been no extension or federal support, if you like. Uh, the banks have stepped in, which I'm going to talk about in a moment with Anna Bly from the Bankers Association. But, I mean, where's the federal support here uh, for, for the third week of lockdown? Well, it's an incredibly worrying situation. And I feel for my friends um, in Sydney, I've been in touch with them. Now, Melbournians and Victorians understand, I think, better than anyone how difficult this is, and it's not getting better. But today's reports are shocking in the news. We really need to be clear on this as a country. The New South Wales government is seriously considering considering letting COVID rip in our biggest city and state. But let's be clear what that means. Living with COVID when the population isn't vaccinated means mass disease and death, and it means New South Wales being cut off indefinitely from the rest of Australia. I mean, the UK, India, USA, and now Sydney, that's that's nothing we should put up with. No, and unfortunately, the Australian is right now reporting that Sydney's lockdown is likely to be extended to four weeks with this weekend's case numbers, crucial to any decision. Uh, And look, there was a suggestion yesterday from the Chief Health Officer in New South Wales, Dr Kerry Chat. Uh, that, unfortunately, they may well extend uh, into a month? Well, they're fighting amongst themselves, as you can see in the media. The Treasurer just wanting to open up. But we've got the New South Wales Health Minister seriously saying, well, maybe we'll live with COVID. Well, people are unvaccinated. He may as well be direct. You know, he may as well say, well, sorry, New South Wales, thousands of you have to die now because we failed you. We didn't lock down early enough. We haven't done it properly when we did. And now we're scared of upsetting business. You know, it's a terrible situation that New South Wales is now in. Um, But it's because of the Prime Minister's failure. No national goals, no national quarantine, no supply and choice of vaccines. Is this really what the New South Wales gold standard is now about? I mean, the other issue, of course, is whether or not this new strain, this Delta variant, uh, which is highly infectious, uh, reaches other state capitals. Uh, Obviously, we've seen... Uh, Queensland and Victoria and others closed their borders to New South Wales and that's not good for business, it's not good for families wanting to, to reunite, see uh, loved ones at weddings and catch up at you know unfortunate events like funerals. The whole thing has just brought our country to a standstill. That's what happens when you lock down the biggest city. Well, from the perspective perhaps of other states, the lesson that was learnt the hard way that Victorians learnt and I thought taught to the nation last year was until we're vaccinated, we're vulnerable. And when this emerges, you smash it fast. You lock down sharp, quickly, hard, and you, and you fix it. And that's what's happened everywhere else. New South Wales prided themselves for the last 18 months on somehow being different. But what we're really learning from this lockdown now is they were not different. They were not special. They were not successful. They were just damn lucky. 
And if Australia had followed Morrison's live with COVID instincts, thousands of Australians would be dead, like in the UK. Um, but, you know, I also worry about people living in the regions in New South Wales. Predominantly, it's in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, but as you say, about the risk of spreading, how far will this spread? You know, how how are people in the regions going to be protected? Um, but what, what, what New South Wales is now discovering is what Victoria discovered the hard way. The Morrison government's not on the side of Australians when it really matters. They're not there with the economic support. They're not doing enough. Um, they're really beholden to their mates in big business. All right, Julie, good to have you on. The whole thing's a mess. Uh, We'll talk again soon, and hopefully we'll see a light at the end of the tunnel by then, mate. Thank you. I really hope so. Thanks, Marcus. Good on you, mate. Take care. Stay safe.